0: So welcome back! Thanks for joining me and Collins for another episode of the Leaders Who Love What They Do podcast. Today I'm absolutely delighted to have Jerry Weinfeld with me as my guest. She's joining me from the west coast of America. So thank you so much for joining us today, Jerry. Thanks, Anne. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Well, Jerry is Vice President of Investor Relations at Experian Holding Corporation. She has over 25 years of experience in investor relations, finance, and corporate community communications. Prior to Xpery, she ran investor relations for DTS, an audio technology company. In December 2019, she led the communications around the merger of Xpery with TiVo Corporation and now runs investor relations for the combined company expiry Holding Corporation. She's worked for a number of companies in the field of investor relations. She's worked for a number of companies in the field of investor relations, including as a consultant for Nexon and this is a free-to-play Online gaming company headquartered in Tokyo, where she helped bring the company public in 2011, raising $1.2 billion. She started her career as a NASDAQ market maker working at a full service brokerage firm in Washington, D.C. Jerry also sits on the board of the Los Angeles chapter of the National Investor Relations Institute. So, Jerry is also a client at Blue Bottle Coaching and has agreed to share a little about her experiences of coaching as well today. So, thank you so much, Jerry. It's just so lovely to have you with us. Thanks, Ayanna. I'm very happy to be here today. Well, I'm so interested to hear what you have to say to us, Jerry, because as a very successful senior female leader in sectors that are so traditionally dominated by men, you have such a lot to tell us and to talk to us about. You've had an amazing career that has seen you work in the US and Japan in global teams, and you're well known in particular for not only the great work you do in your position, but also as a mentor and supporter of many others in the world of tech men and women. And so it's really a pleasure to have you here and to hear more about that. And uh, before I do that, I would just like to ask you a a bit of a technical question of what exactly is Investor Relations?
1: Investor Relations combines finance, communications, marketing, and securities law compliance. And we really work to talk to shareholders, prospective shareholders, and make sure we're communicating the best story that creates the most value for the business. We work with primarily publicly traded companies, and I work for a publicly traded company. And my job really is to make sure all things we communicate, earnings calls, PowerPoint presentations, anything we do properly reflects our business and creates the most value for shareholders.
0: Yeah, it's really fascinating. And and I'd love to know, what is it about that job that you love? Because I know you do really enjoy it. So there are a number of things that I love
1: about. IR but the biggest thing is that the day-to-day interaction both internally with my management team so I get to touch a lot of parts of the business it's a very unique role that you really get to see across the entire business you get to engage with multiple people in your organization and then secondarily you get to talk to investors daily and hear their perspectives and there's a lot of really smart people out there and I think talking to investors helps me shape a better IR program for my company many times. But I like the personal back and forth with people. That's a big part of me. And so that's why I love IR, because you get a lot of that out of that role.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Because in fact, as you say, you're talking to everybody, aren't you, Jerry? Everybody yeah. within the company, everybody who's um, involved from the outside as well. So you are that touch point um, from both sides of the business, which is really okay. fascinating. And I know that you're, you're really committed to helping female leaders in in particular in tech, to break through that glass ceiling, which unfortunately still does exist. And I'd love to know a little bit more about what your experience has been of that. And and secondly, why Why is it that in such a dynamic industry like tech in California, why is it still so difficult?
1: As you said, I started my career in trading as an equity trader, and I was one of very few women that were traders at the time. And I did, I was young and found it very hard hard to move up in that space. And I think it's primarily because there it's a male dominated field. And unfortunately, it's the cultural fit, right? It's hard to create a cultural fit. And I think that's what you're always looking for at companies and in industries. Yeah, I left there and tried something new and found my way into IR. That's still primarily a field dominated by men as well, which I was surprised to see when I looked at the stats. And, you know, when I think about tech, I think there's a lot going on in tech to try to change that landscape. And I'm very active in that area as well. I, you know, My company in particular has started embarking upon an ESG program, which is environmental, social, and governance. And the social aspect, the human capital aspect of that really revolves around diversity, equity, inclusion, and making sure we're bringing in more diversity into the company or bringing people up that should be brought up into the leadership level. To me, I look around and yes, tech is still primarily dominated by men. I think some of the challenges have to do with the fact that just what we were talking about, even in coaching, you are looking for a cultural fit. But when you think about predominantly all male white organization that you're interviewing at, and they're also looking for a cultural fit how can we fit there's unconscious bias you're interviewing someone and you're looking to see do they really reflect how you think but yeah. oftentimes that can't be the case i think that's one of the biggest challenges is we're just still trying to overcome that diversity and once we bring more women into the leadership level maybe some of that will go away but it's going to take a long time now i think esg at least for public companies in particular, we're forcing that function. And that's great. And I hope we get to see more of that. I know many companies now are publishing their data. So you could see how few females are at the leadership level. And they're setting goals, like we will, to achieve better diversity among your leadership team. I think that's so critical.
0: It's interesting what you say about data, because we we always say, well, data data can lie. But in fact, the decision just to, to Collect that data is already a step forward, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a big
1: undertaking. I think, with across all of ESG, even with the environmental piece, it's a huge undertaking to collect data to see what your carbon footprint is as a company. You know, I think it's a big investment for companies. There's going to be a lot of training companies will have to do for, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion at the leadership level to help people think differently, right? That's it's not really their fault. It's just, we've been doing it this way for so many years, right? And that's part of the issue.
0: So leading on from that, what do you think is the future for women in tech?
1: I think we're getting stronger. You know, I am looking for -for not-for-profit boards to sit on where I can make an impact. And when I look around, there are a lot of organizations championing women leaders. And so I think it's going to take a long time. I I don't think this will happen in the next few years. I I do think it will be probably like a 10-year roadmap before we really see a shift in leadership teams and even in boards. I mean, we're starting to see it, but right now, for example, the NASDAQ will be requiring two female board members on your board. And so what you see predominantly is one or two female board members, but that's what we probably call checking the box, we want to do more than that. We want to interview everyone and decide who's the best and pick that person because they're the best. And I think you'll find if you really cast your net wide and interview multiple people, you'll bring in more women onto that leadership team and onto the board and not just fill the requirements that the NASDAQ or the SEC or whoever is, is asking
0: you to do. It's really interesting. So for you, Jerry, is it primarily around recruitment?
1: I think so. I also think, you know, we need to do more in education, right? So bringing leaders up through the educational system, there needs to be more focus on girls really learning more science, math, STEM education. I think this like implicit bias, when you're growing up as a child, the girls do one thing and the boys do another. So we need to shift that thinking as well, starting earlier. And that's something I've also been looking at, even as I seek out organizations that I want to associate myself with, you have to start early and, Mm -hmm. and that will change things as well.
0: Yeah. And I think that's so exciting that people like like you, Jerry, who are you know, very high up in tech and that you're looking to really support from the, from the ground level up, as it were. And I think that's really exciting because it, yeah. uh, that gives another message, doesn't it? It means 15. that, yes, you, when you're 15 and you're thinking about your choices of university or whatever, you're, you're important. I think that's really exciting to have that support from people like you at all levels. So I, I'm delighted to hear that. It's exciting. <laughs> so um, as I mentioned, and you mentioned it as well, that you've had coaching with me here at Blue Bottle Coaching. And you know, without going into the details of because it is all confidential, I would just love to if you wouldn't mind just telling us a little bit about biggest impact of that.
1: Well, I think for me, it has really helped me grow and think differently. I think I sort of was doing my day job every day and not really focusing on the future as much as I should have. And so what you were coaching and you have helped me do is frame what am I doing today? What do I love about it? And what do I want to do over the next 5, 10, 15 years in my career? I've thought about that but I haven't put pen to paper and really mapped it out and thought about the things that I needed to achieve to get there. And so coaching has really helped me frame everything that I want to do, figure out, is it doable, right? Because there's a lot of things I want to do, and it's just probably not possible to do them all. So really focus in on those key things that make me happy, and then start doing things to achieve that. And I think coaching has helped me accountable because it's an investment in yourself. And And it's a big investment that you don't want to just waste, right? So I certainly, every day I do something different that I've learned through coaching. I'm very proud of that. And it makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something. The other thing with coaching is I definitely think about things differently now. As I'm reflecting on not-for-profits and where do I want to associate with, a lot of that has to do with the coaching and the things that we discovered were valuable to me coaching has really helped me tap into the areas that I'm most passionate about and then start to track towards the goals that we've set together. Really, I've set. you've guided me, but I've set. and I have a great example. One of the things we identified was that I want to be on a public company board. And there are certainly multiple paths to get there. I joined the National Association of Corporate Directors, probably a couple of months into our Coaching. And then a couple of weeks ago, I did my first session with my local chapter. And it was fantastic. I felt very invigorated afterwards, you introduced yourself, you also talked about the focus area that they were discussing. So you had airtime to engage with other board members. And it just was a really exhilarating feeling for me, I connected with a number of people afterwards that were on the call. And I'm excited to keep doing that the next session is on not for profit boards, which really that's right now my sort of intro. From step. And, and I think about that as I get older, I'll be doing this and working on the, the things that I'm so passionate about. Even as you know, a 70, 80 year old, I could still be involved in these things and feeling like I'm contributing positively. So I feel like I've done things along the way from coaching that I would have never done had I not been working with my coach, you.
0: Thank you, Jerry. That's just amazing. And and I'm just delighted to hear that you're passionate about what you're going to do. And I think that's the key, isn't it? And now you have that pathway mapped out, you have that purpose and that vision of where you're going. And, and I can see because our listeners can't see Jerry, but I can see Jerry, and she just looks so animated and so, so lit up when you're talking about that. It's, it's really amazing. It's really great. And I think when you say that you've changed the way you thought about things, I think that's, that's often the key, isn't it? It's often the turning point, I think, when, you know. we, when we change that way of thinking about ourselves and, and the world around us as well with the possibilities yeah. absolutely so Jerry it was, this has gone very very quickly but Great. we're coming to the end <laughs> okay. do you have a top tip to other leaders female or not you'd like to share
1: my top tip is listen I find listening so critical when you're working with other people especially for mentoring or trying to help someone rise up through an organization really listen to them. I find many times leaders tend to talk a lot and don't hear. And so I have learned that is such an asset, being a good listener, I think that really helps you form opinions and help bring people along with you. And so that's my rather fundamental, but top tip.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. And I just like to come back to something because I know you help a lot of people and you do listen. And as you say, you bring them along with you. And how do you feel about that role as a a leader? Is it something, well, I know it's something that's important to you. Can you tell us just a little bit more about that?
1: Throughout my career, I have had interns that have worked with me at different companies. And one of the greatest feelings is to see those people move on into fantastic roles, leadership roles, and be successful in whatever they do. I really enjoy training people, working with them, helping them even after they leave, and being that sounding board. So that's something that I think is so amazing about mentoring and working with junior people people to help them rise up in the organization and I want people to come to me for advice. I want that. I I enjoy that and I enjoy seeing people succeed and so that's something that I'm very passionate about.
0: Yeah, it's wonderful. Well, thank you so so much Jerry for joining us. It's been thank absolutely you. fascinating to hear about your experiences and and really your vision of the future as well and and very interesting to hear about your ideas on recruitment and widening that net. I think there's there's a lot there for us to take away and to and to think about so if listeners wish to contact you what's the best way for them to
1: find you I'm on LinkedIn, Jerry Weinfeld. Certainly, email is
0: fine as well. I'll put all of that in the show notes. So if uh, if anyone's listening and would like to contact Jerry, do click on the show notes or contact me, and I can put you in touch. So thank you so much, Jerry, for giving us that insight into the world of female leadership in the world of finance and tech. And thanks to you, our listeners, for joining us once again. And if you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help us grow the podcast, please hop over to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, subscribe, and share. If you would like to know more about how to work with me, please go to our website, bluebottlecoaching.com and contact me for a chat. So this is Anne Collins. Thank you so much for joining us and for listening. And do join me again soon to meet another inspiring leader who loves what they do. Goodbye.